Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut. Weekday mornings at 8. Making the turn here on a snowy Tuesday morning. Of course it's snowing. It's Colorado. It was 71 yesterday, so why wouldn't it snow today? It's going to be gorgeous the rest of the week, folks, so just hang in there. Uh, this segment brought to you by my friend Josh Dutton. Josh Dutton, Revolution Mortgage. The guy's an absolute rock star. Don't forget, if you're a veteran, he's an Army veteran. He specializes in those loans. He is certified in VA loans. He's done more than he can count. If you're a little nervous or uh, a little clueless about those VA loans, don't worry about it. Josh Dutton will take great care of you. There's some wonderful benefits to those VA loans, and you should have them. If you're served in the military and fought for us, you absolutely deserve those VA loans. Reach out to my friend, Josh Dutton, Revolution Mortgage. All right, my next guest, darn it, I don't know. If I've ever had him on the show, shame on me. He puts together the beautiful Mile High Sports magazine. Doug Ottawell, the editor of Mile High Sports magazine. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And like I just said, I, I don't think I've ever had you on my show. Man, I used to be on from six to seven for years, so it was tough getting <laughs> guests. But You don't uh, know what would have come out of my mouth at that hour, you know? Absolutely. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> But listen, I wanted to get you on because you sent us out a nice email yesterday. Today's Irv Brown Day. It is and would have been his birthday. Uh, I overlapped, I think, with him for a few months at Mile High Sports. But like I said, I was on from six to seven. I didn't see anybody at that hour. I just came and left. Tell me about Irv Brown. I'll shut up and, and take it away, my friend. I mean, you know, where do you start, really? I think if you really want to see the impact of Irv Brown or, or what he kind of meant to this community. And when I say community, I mean, it's, it's a huge community. It could be the entire country. It could be uh, people involved in sports all over America. But I think in Denver, Colorado, specifically the sports community, you can see what Irv Brown meant by looking around and, and there's, there's practically a person at every network, every station, every outlet that, was a direct result of Irv helping them get there. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, I think you could, you know, you look at mile high sports. I mean, there's, there's very few people at mile high sports who didn't know Irv, who didn't come up the ranks because Irv got them in somewhere or maybe even just encouraged them to get started. And I think that's kind of, you know, if you're talking about Irv Brown in general terms um, and, and there's a million stories, everybody has their own Irv Brown story, sure. but but in general terms, it's it's his impact, and it's not just a, hey, he was a great guy, everybody loved him. You can see it everywhere. I mean, everybody in Denver sports media has had their uh, Irv Brown moment or the, or a time where Irv Brown was responsible for, you know, giving him assist. You know, they just – people got places because Irv vouched for you or Irv put in a call for you. I mean, he'd always say that, hey, I'll put in a call for you. <laughs> and he would, and and it would mean something. That's the thing is, you know, if I say I'm going to put in a call for you, you know, they may not even answer. But if Irv called for you, they'd answer, and and they'd help you out. So, I think that's the biggest thing is if you look around and and look, we're not the only station today that's doing this. I think there's there's every station, and I mean, you know, you yeah. know, it, stations are rivals. Stations try to compete for listeners, but Irv Brown's kind of the one guy, the one thing that everybody can agree on, and I I think. You know, I've, I've seen guys from other stations go on a competitor just to talk about Irv Brown. I mean, that's the kind of impact that he had. Wow, fascinating. Uh, Doug, what was your Irv Brown story then? If everyone has one, what was yours? 
<laughs> well, I have, I have a bunch, but I think the, the one that I always kind of like is, um, you know, Irv was one of the, well, there's two. I'll tell, I'll tell you one Take that it, I'm, yeah. I'm real proud of. And then one that that's just kind of funny, but when we started the magazine, one of the things, um, a guy that we worked with said, you know what you really need is an advisory board. And, and at the time we didn't even know what, what that literally meant. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, you don't, you don't have to have an advisory board do anything. You just need credible names so that when you call somebody to ask them about an interview or a business opportunity or an investment, whatever, uh, that you can say, Hey, these, these seven or eight people are on our advisory board. And one of the first ones that was recommended was Irv Brown. And I was lucky enough uh, that my dad knew Irv uh, from back in the day from officiating. And so I called Irv and said, hey, would you be on this advisory board? No problem. What do I got to do? And basically we said, hey, nothing. We just we need your name. And, and if we call you for advice every once in a while, maybe offer a little advice or don't. You know, we don't want this to be a burden. Just, you know, whatever. Right. So he said, yeah, no problem. No problem. I'm in. So, uh, you know, flash forward, oh, I don't know, 10 or so years, and the magazine had actually made it. And Irv uh, is back on air with us at Mile High Sports, and, you know, he'd come into the office, you know what, Audible, I never thought you were going to make it. And I'd say, what? Yeah, you know, I told your old man, you guys were crazy. What are you doing starting a magazine? But, and he would say it so jokingly and so affectionately that you you know you couldn't be mad but he'd say i just thought you were nuts i never thought this thing would make it well come to find out though and even though our advisors weren't really asked to do a whole lot he's always talking us up to people he's always putting in a call hey, you ought to call doug Otto. he's doing this magazine you ought to call james merrill they just started yeah. this thing over here and and he was probably doing more work behind the scenes um that we never knew about. And, you know, later years you find out that really had a big impact on the success of the magazine. Obviously him, him and Joe joining the radio station was, was a big deal for us just because of who they are and kind of how recognizable they were. Um, but the, uh, the other kind of funny story that I have is when we were kids, we used to prank Irv's sports call show. <laughs> and when Irv and Joe back in the, the heyday of the Colorado Nebraska rivalry, they'd have yes. Nebraska week and they'd have people calling in and, and, uh, talking about, you know, the buffs and, and the corn going at it. And we would call, and this is when we were kids and we'd, we'd say our, our caller name would be big red, big yeah. reds calling from North Glen. So they'd, Hey, big red, what do you got? And they'd be all fired up, ready to talk to you in Nebraska. And, and we'd, we'd ask him a soccer question <laughs> and we thought it was so funny because for anybody that ever listened to Irvin Joe, they had the red dog, which basically meant for the producer to kill the call, to hang up okay. and we'd get, we'd get red dogged every week, every Nebraska week. We thought that was so funny that they would, you know, that they would, they would just chase us off the air <laughs> for talking soccer. Sure. Sure. But you know, we grew up loving that show and and even though we thought we were pretty funny uh you know 13 14 year olds we listened to the show all the time and so you know that's just kind of the the i think if you're from denver if you if you like sports in colorado irv had a had a big positive impact on you for for a long time really 
years later, or did you tell him, hey, that was me that, that used to call? I was a punk teenager. I think we did. I think we, we came clean one day. James and I were talking to Irvin Joe, and, and I, you know, they probably had so many people that they red-dogged, whether they remembered uh, a couple of uh, jackass kids from North Glen, I don't really remember. But, yeah, I think we came clean one time and told them that, and they probably thought it was pretty funny. Nice, nice. Talk with Doug Audible, talking about Irv Brown on Irv Brown Day here, March 30th, his birthday. I'm looking at his resume here. Uh, he played basketball and baseball at the University of Northern Colorado. Uh, he coached football and baseball at Arvada High School. Uh, coached baseball at CU Boulder in a Metro State. I mean, these are these are nice big time programs. And I did not know this man. He officiated in six Final Fours. Oh yeah, I mean, Irv is Irv is a god. You know, people think of him here, especially as a as a you know Godfather in broadcasting nationally i think that he's really known as uh, a true pioneer and leader in terms of officiating he got more guys into basketball officiating including my dad okay um and he he would encourage guys hey you know there's a great way to make a couple extra bucks you could do it you like the sport you're in shape you know i mean he'd get guys in he'd put in a call i mean i'm pretty sure that there are guys that are big time officials now in the NBA or in Division One college basketball, that are direct results of Irv saying you got to be an official, and um, he was great. He he'd, he'd put in a call. He'd say, "Get this guy some games, get him practice, and then he'd talk to you to ask you, you know, what you thought, what where were your weaknesses, where were your strengths, and and Irv helped a ton of guys in the world of officiating. He always tried to get me to, to go into officiating and I never, my dad was an official and I just, I would sit in the stands and hear how much crap he would take after a bad call. Sure. Never, never appealed to me, but, uh, and it wasn't for lack of Irv trying. He'd come, Hey, Otto, you gotta, you gotta get into officiating, man. You know, basketball, you get, you could do it. But, uh, you know, it, it was funny because, um, he just, he has a, a as big of a, uh, a family tree in, in officiating as he does in anything else. It, and that's, just, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're good at something and they might help a lot of people in that one thing. Irv was good at a ton of stuff and, and he was not just a good broadcaster. He was a great official. Oh man, this that's fantastic. I mean, six final fours. That's big time. That, that is, that is big time officiating. Uh, Doug, I can't let you go unless I ask you one Broncos question. Is that all right? Sure. All righty, because shame on me again for not having you on sooner. Look, man, what do you want to do? Here we are, Tuesday, March 30th. What's your game plan if you're the GM quarterback for the Denver Broncos? Do you want to ride with Drew Locke for year three? Uh, Are are you doing a wait and see with Deshaun Watson? Do you want to draft someone? Do you want to Sam Darnold? What's your plan? What's your hope for quarterback of the Broncos? I want to draft someone, and I think whether that's Mac Jones or Justin Fields, I think you need to find a way to. I don't. I don't think you're getting the other three guys. I think they're they're going to go one, two, three, and I don't think the Broncos want to want to make that kind of leap. But I do okay. think that they that they can find a way to get either Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And well, although there is a rumor now that that the San Francisco is dying to have Mac Jones, so he may even be uh, off the board. But okay. I think that if it's me. I'm drafting one. I'm trying to draft one of those top five quarterbacks. And the reason is, is because if you look at the Broncos roster right now, where do they really lack? I mean, maybe 
at inside linebacker, mm-hmm. that might be a, that might be a place to draft. And look, if they don't get a quarterback, they're going to be in a good spot to get a top five guy. But what what one position is holding them back from being a winner? If you're really looking at the at the roster as a whole, I yeah. mean, they're loaded on offense. They have so much talent on offense. They're loaded on defense. I mean, people are already saying it's maybe one of the best secondaries in in um, the history of the Broncos. They've got pass rushers galore coming back. I mean, what position is the only position that's holding them back? It's possibly quarterback. Yeah. And I say possibly because who knows? Maybe Drew Locke turns into Josh Allen this year. I don't think so, but but it's possible. But I think that when you have the opportunity to draft a quarterback, when you need a quarterback, you draft a quarterback. And I I, I think that you keep swinging until you connect on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's not a high batting average, obviously in Denver we know that. But I think with you know, what many people consider a pretty deep quarterback class is probably five guys that people really like, and you have a chance to get one. I think you go do it. And I think it's, it's one, because if you, if you do land, that's the difference between you being a great team and you being a decent team. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is, and this is maybe a little bit more of a nebulous reason and maybe something that uh, smart GMs don't do, but I'm not a smart GM. So I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I think you draft something for the for hope. You draft something to get fans excited about. Because, look, if you draft a really good middle linebacker, I think fans are going to be happy. They'll they'll like that, and that'll make your defense. Oh, I don't know. Let's say ten percent better, five percent better. That's pretty good. But if you draft a quarterback, that's a hit. That's the difference between being an 11-win team and being a 9-win team. Or that's the difference between being a 12-win team and an 8-win team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and that's what we've gotten so used to mediocrity. And the reason that we're mediocre is because of the quarterback. And I, I think that if you have a chance, even if you miss on that chance, you got to take it. He's Doug Ottawell. He is the editor of the Great Mile High Sports Magazine. Chatting with him here on Irv Brown Day. Doug, drive safely out there today. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. You got it. Take care. Come on back, folks. One more short segment to go. Drive safely. This is My Life Sports. You can stay.